welcome back. Welcome back to Old Let's Talk About It. Um, got another great conversation. My name is Edward Crawley, aka King Crawley, back with a familiar guest. Have Miss Carlette back with us again today. If you're new here, I ask that you take time to hit the subscribe button. And if you've been here before, you are appreciated. Um, now, we're going to get right into it. You've seen her up here before. We've had some great discussions. Um, go back and check some out. I won't try to name all of them right now. But the last one was Evolving from Religion. Very good conversation. Um, today, we're going to be talking about parenting in our community. Now, I'm going to say for myself, I'm still learning on the job, and I'm 42. I have four kids. Two of them are, an adult, are adults, and then I have two that are a little younger. And it's only once I've gotten a little bit older that I realized some of the changes that I needed to make along the way. Mind you, some of the changes weren't made early enough, so... Some things were done incorrectly. Anyway, we're going to get into the conversation. I'm going to bring Carlette into it. Before we get started, how you been doing since the last time I, I talked to you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And look, you gave a little introduction, so I'm going to give Go one. ahead. Do your thing. Do your uh, thing. We both have four children. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, both have four children. I have three grandchildren. Um, I'm a and, and I have three girls, one boy. You have three Boys, Boys, one, one girl. girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, a former educator um, from elementary through high school level, uh, worked for teenagers and group homes. And I'm bringing all that in because I feel the role of a parent mm -hmm. in every aspect of my career. Okay. In addition to being a parent and being a parent to four children that all pretty much took different paths, even mm -hmm. though they were only raised by the same parents. My kids never saw me with anybody other than their father, but they still chose their own paths. It's interesting how that happens, but go ahead. Um, so, yeah, this is, I reached out to you because every opportunity that I have to touch those within our community, um, I want to help the next generation because we can all see how each generation and in all actuality, it's becoming weaker. And they're becoming weaker because of the era of parents that I came from. Perfect example, how my daughter said, Mom, I didn't even realize I had a teenage mom because of the way I parented her. Because I wanted her to do better than I did. And I, just like I did better than my mother, and my mother did better than her mother. Okay, well, let's take it all the way back. Like you said, it comes from generations of parenting, but it, it gets weaker and weaker. Where do you think that started from? From where we, we were one way, we were strong. We were mm -hmm. a, a powerful people. Yes. And then just over the course of time, over the course of generations, it seems that the the level of caring. And the structure of the black community. And structure and intentionality, if that's a word. If not, I just made it up. And that's okay because it's not our language anyway. Right, right. My best friend Tanya always says right, that right. when people correct her on how to speak the English language it's properly, language anyway. she was like, "Sis, this is not my language anyway," and that resonates with me. Don't correct me. That's not my native tongue it's anyway. It's not my native tongue. So as long as y'all understood, and I'm sure you understood what I just said, if you are people, um, do you know what I'm saying? We we're not being intentional about growth and expanding and progress. But go ahead, go back uh, back to what you were saying. Um, you know, as we we spoke a little earlier, that it started with oppression. So many of the decisions that our people made is thousands of years ago, you know. But 
when the first slaves came over here, I'm sorry, our ancestors, and then they were enslaved, I have to be very mindful of wording. Our ancestors were brought over here, stolen and enslaved and right. oppressed. And they came over really strong, ready mm -hmm. to fight back. Mm -hmm. But then the constraints they put on us, the chains, the hangings, the brainwashing, um, the muscles that were the used. Illnesses. Yes. They snatched our native tongue away from us so we couldn't even communicate. Right. And a lot of people, if you do the research, because trust me, anything I say, I've already done the research on it. You know, you will see where black women's heads were shaved. Mm. And as I did research, they shaved our heads because we're so intelligent that we could bring messages into each other's hair. Wow. So that's why the, yes, bro, look it up. They shaved our ancestors' heads so that we could not braid messages and so they took they took our power piece by piece by piece they did mm. and when they took our native tongue you know we couldn't communicate so then what you start doing we started braiding messages in, in hair so then they realized that and they shaved our heads and people really did the research of the same people who forced christianity on our ancestors if you really did your research it don't take much to open your eyes see that it's bullshit but it definitely started when our ancestors were first brought over here and they snatched our power from us. And then some of the things they took and made it evil, um, but then they flipped it and made it possible there. And like Bernard Sage, they say, you know, that's evil, but yeah, we got anointing oil. I mean, we can go for days, so we're not gonna go for days on how they took our rituals and our culture and tried to flip it and use it for their own power. But for real, they really don't know how to use it. And that's why the times are changing the way that they are. I'm sorry, good. I can go. No, bro. that was good. I can that was go. good. That was good. Um, and then real quick as to, you know, with with oppression, it was do as I say, not as I do. Because that's basically what the oppressor told us. We we were not allowed to rebel. We were not allowed to knock them the hell back out after they put their hands on us. Right. We were not allowed to our, our our men were not allowed to rape their women because you find them hanging from a tree. So it was you do as I say, not as I do. And in a black community, I even heard it so often as a child from my elders, do as I say, not as I do. But I always say actions speak out speak louder than words. Okay, well let's let's we're gonna bring it back up. I know you said you had a conversation with your daughter, mm -hmm. and how she was saying she didn't realize until after the fact that you were indeed a, a teenage mom, mm -hmm. and you weren't by yourself. It was others yes. at that time that were teenage moms, but I'm sure that some of their kids may not have realized. Wow, I look around now, I see a lot of teenage moms, and they seem like teenage moms, but back then the children didn't necessarily have that experience. Correct. What you could attribute it to. And I will say there are other women who are my peers that they didn't raise their children the way that I raised mine. Okay. And they did take another path. Okay. But uh, this is when it comes to breaking the cycle. Okay. I'm not going to say breaking the curse because my family was not cursed. Mm. It was that my grandmother had an eighth grade education. She did the mm. best she could with what she had. And I know there are things that happen in... in her childhood that she may never tell us about, but through my spiritual growth, I'm able to feel the energy where I've had talks with my mother and my daughter, and we all are on the same page that something happened with our grandmother that she's not sharing with us. Mm. But she was born in 1935. So that was a whole different Ooh. era. You get what I'm saying? And she made, you know, it was it was some trauma in my family um, because of some decisions that my grandmother made. 
when she had her children, um, at the end of the day, my, my aunts and uncles and my mother, my mother and my uncle, they were adopted um, and lived in Philly. That's how we got to Philly. Um, wow. Then that. my two of my other uncle, my aunt and uncle, they went and lived with their father. Then I had an aunt who lived with um, my grandmother. So basically, we all know at that point in time, my grandmother had all of her children by the time she was 25 years old. And me becoming spiritual and evolving, like I told you, I had a lot of anger in me as a Christian. Mm -hmm. But as I evolved spiritually, I was able to say, wow, grandma was 25 years old when she had five kids and she was in an abusive marriage with a man who literally pulled out a shotgun on her and chased her around the house. So at 25 years old, what would I have done? So with that being said, someone has to establish a new foundation here. We can't keep coming down on grandma saying, why did she do this? Why did she do that? Put yourselves in her shoes in those times when we were just really coming out of oppression. And she had an eighth grade education. And back then, women didn't have any say-so. Exactly. It's different now, but then it was... You do as whoever was above you said, whether it was your husband or the white man or whoever. She couldn't even vote. That's what really, I'm saying. when we you look back no at those so. times, yeah. and yeah. that is why I'm so bothered when people don't go out and vote, when people don't encourage their children to further their education or at least get a high school diploma. And when I say further your education, I'm not always talking about a degree because me and so many other people in debt do the college degrees. So I say at least get a trade, mm, right, right, a right, certification, right. Right. something. It bothers me when when our people do not encourage their children to educate themselves so that they can have a better life when our ancestors fought for that. They weren't able to just go and continue their education. Right, a lot right. of them weren't even, if you go far enough back, they weren't even allowed to read anything other than the Bible because that kept them oppressed. So when we have generations of people right now who don't even want to finish high school. But even deeper than that, even with encouraging them to go to college, don't just encourage them and stop there because as we see, like you said, you have all this debt from college and a lot of people get degrees and never ever work in that field. Yes, that is so So true. tell them why they're going to college. Exactly. Even if it's just for the networking, this is a good place to branch out and, and exactly. connect with people from all different places. So it's more than just about the degree that you might not ever use. Teach them to make the most out of it. Because we'll force them to go to college and they'll pick any college they want to go to. Mm -hmm. But us, we don't, we just think we fulfilled our duty by saying, my child went to college. Yes. And now they got to pay a whole lot of debt for a degree they don't even work in the field of. Or you tell them you the know. route to take, but you don't explain to them why. It's that's just what I'm saying. Because yeah. I said so. Yeah. Simple as that. Because I said so. Yeah. And that's just how it's done. Exactly. Whereas with my children, well, two of my children, thankfully, they chose to go into the Navy. Why? Because of the benefits. Carlia stayed there four years. However, her housing continues to follow behind her as long as she okay. continues her education. And she doesn't have to pay to get her degree. You get what I'm saying? Versus. Okay. So she had a plan. Yes. Because yeah. I honestly. When she was wanted to go, go to college straight out of high school, I told her I wasn't signing for loans because I, mm. I felt like she wasn't ready. Mm. Not that she wasn't intelligent, because she has always been very, right. my, really, the boys might see it, but they know. She's always been like, as academically, she's oh. always been my smartest child. Okay. So it wasn't that I doubted her as far as that, Don't but I wanted her to open wise. her options. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now her thing is, Mom, the best thing I did was... Going to the Navy. Mm. I'm getting ready to go get my degree and I don't have to pay one cent for it. 
You know, she and they're paying for my housing as long as I'm pursuing my education. So, you know, that's why I say with parents, give your children options. That's something else I put in my news. Give your children options because when you don't give them options, that's a form of oppression. As far as I'm concerned, I oppress my children by making them be Christian. And I was was going to ask you, what are some of the things along the way that you mistakes you felt like you might have made because of not being educated, Mm -hmm. being ignorant that you had to correct Yes. And how did they receive the changes? Yes. Um, as I spoke in the last podcast, I said I had to apologize to my children. And I apologize to my children for things that some parents may feel like you ain't got to apologize to them. You made sure they always had a roof over their head, clothes on their back, food, eat, blah, blah, blah. What you have to apologize for? What I have to apologize for is because it's bigger than that. I hurt my children mentally, emotionally, spiritually by one Forcing, forcing Christianity on them because it was never an option. Mm-hmm. Mama's in church. I do this in church and y'all going to do it too. Whatever I do, y'all do in church because right, right. we doing it for Jesus. Right. And they had no it's choice. me and my house. We, we will serve the we Lord. Will serve the Lord. I, so, how about I don't want to do it? Exactly. I'm an individual. Exactly. So, Lord, I'm going to go with my children and then how it's flipped with the grandbabies. And, you know, as we get older, we should get wiser. I wasn't born wise. I wasn't born an elder. But mm. now I see myself transforming into the elders who guided me so that I could get to where I'm at right now. Right. You mm. know, so if, if you don't grow and you don't evolve and you don't become wiser with age, something really is wrong. And check it out. Going back to what you were saying about some parents don't feel like they should have to apologize to, the, to their child. A lot of times what I've done as I've gotten older, I've become more introspective. And even something that was spoke on in the last podcast I did with um, Derek Kelly, speaking about the inner child, mm. that part resonated with me. Yes. How good would an I'm sorry have come from one of my parents at a particular time that I never get? Mm-hmm. Think about an I'm sorry you needed in your life. Why not be that for your child? Yes. Why let your child grow up? Yes. Like, if my, yeah, I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm this. I'm not a weakling. But if I could have heard that. One, I'm sorry, I was wrong for the way I handled it. Yes. That could have changed your whole mental process. So think about that. Always refer back to yourself Mm -hmm. first. Could I have used an I'm sorry at this moment? Yes. Now, if your pride won't allow you to feel that way, go ahead and continue to do the damage. But if you really want to do some type of healing, go inside first. That's right. And what you said resonated with me because um, in my previous marriage, um, he used to always come down on the kids so hard. And I would have to remind him, you were a child once, weren't you? Did you always make the right decisions? And he said, well, you always um, making it okay for them to do things. No, I'm not making it okay because I'm having a conversation with you saying, look, we were once kids. We all, we made mistakes. Right, we right, grew. Right, right. But you can't cuss them out and want to beat them for everything. You got to be able to relate to them and say, you know what? I was once age. And I once did stupid shit too. But look, this is the end result of it. And I don't want you to have to go through what I went through. So many parents won't do that. They make it seem like they've always had it together and still don't have it together. One of the greatest, which I hope they know over time, I want them to know I'm a regular person just making the best out of the lessons I've learned along the way. And that I've made some mistakes. And I don't mind sharing my story with my kids. If they ever want to know, I don't mind sharing some of the crazy pitfalls I've made along the way because mm-hmm. I don't want them to make them and I don't want to I don't want to ever look so high and I'm not saying this in a 
to to me, my father was always up here. Mm-hmm. Pastor, preacher, you know, family of preachers on, on that side. Always carried himself in an honorable manner. As a father, it was pretty much do what I say do. Mm-hmm. Well, no question that. So he was always mm-hmm. like over there. You know. So I didn't necessarily always see. I didn't know like some a lot of the mistakes. So until my mother shared some things from their pre-saved days, they used to get high than a motherfucker. I remember hearing your but, mom um, say that. Yeah, they used to. Who? Um, but I never want to feel that far away from my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just thought about something to do as I say, and you know, our parents they don't realize that they made themselves our gods. Some of them, not all mm-hmm. of them, because it was like you do as I say yeah. and do not question me. Mm-hmm. Ain't that what they say with Christianity? Yeah. Don't question it. But I just thought about when I, the options piece. Even when I would cook dinner for my children, and I'm going to get into where I had to apologize to them yeah, for yeah, things. Take that, your time. But I gave my kids an option. So many people, I remember as a child, and this is what I mean healing to generational trauma. As a child, when I lived with my grandmother, not my grandma Hazel, because she's the queen. My grandma Hazel, perfect as far as I'm concerned. I just want to put that out there. Talk about my grandmother in Philly. But. I had to sit at that table, and if I didn't eat dinner, I literally would go to sleep at the table because I didn't want what she ate. It was nasty. I didn't want it. Where with my children, I know how that traumatized me. Where, okay, now I done cooked this whole meal. Now, if you don't want this, you can make a sandwich. You get what I'm saying? The option. Now, I ain't going to make a whole nother. And Carlia pointed pointed that out to me. She was like, Mom, there were certain things that you made that the boys love, and I didn't like it. So my thing was, look, the majority rules. Your brothers want this, so if you don't want it, you can always make a sandwich. You get what I'm saying as far as the options. And that's crazy. I was grown, grown, grown before I realized it is okay to give them an option. Like like you said, I might not cook a whole nother meal. Like, okay, you might not want this what chicken or whatever we mm-hmm. I made. But like you said, you can you can get a sandwich. Yes. I'm not gonna fix a whole nother something meal. And I'm not gonna simple. punish you and make you eat this. No, go eat a sandwich. Cause something that simple can make or break them. Really? Cause it traumatized me that Damn, I'm four or five years old and I can't get up from the table because I don't want to eat something I don't like. Because it's really disgusting to me. And that's oppression. If we really think about where it started, we can go on and on about it, bro. But, you know, because we were never given options as far as back as our ancestors go once they were brought over here. But anyway, back to one, um, I had to apologize to my children because I forced Christianity Christianity on them and they was never with it I just found that out with in the past few years as I'm transitioning and spiritually that my children was like it wasn't put it like this I pushed Christianity on my kids but not spirituality I changed my life and the glow and my aura and the change in my life drew my children to spirituality but with Christianity I made them be Christian and, and keep that going and I'm, I look back when I was younger a lot of us didn't like it we were doing it because we were told to do it. If y'all think back to when yes. we were just kids, before we understood some of the other stuff that we became understood, we didn't want to do a lot of this stuff. We didn't want to participate in this and be in the sunshine band. We wanted to play and be kids. Yes. Just you know, be but kids. As, but because that was the lifestyle we were just always given, yes. we, we convinced ourselves that this was the way. And we continued it. And we continued. We, like I said, we convinced ourselves. But go ahead. And down, so then with the Christianity piece, bro, because I really was trying not to get into it too much, but for real, at the end of the day, the foundation of a lot of hurt in the black community started with Christianity. Because, you know, as far as, that's one of the reasons I stayed married so long. Christianity. 
a lot of my earlier mistakes in, in my life was because, and, and let me be clear, let me be clear, because I don't want to be vague. I'm, we're speaking about the mind frame that you have when you're thinking that you're doing right. You're following these rules. Wives submit to your husbands and you yes. know, all of these different things. You think you're doing right. And you make him the head and he ain't even got his shit together. But right. Go ahead. But so we're not trying to paint it as if you're the one that's evil for following this because you think you're doing right. Yes. We thought so too. Yes. But we're saying take honest looks at this stuff and realize the trauma you're doing to yourself by forcing yourself to do something. Yes. That doesn't logically make sense. And you're hurting those closest to you, which are your children. Because they, I know I, I did a lot of damage trying to fulfill a role. It, because it was a role and I played it really good. It was some sincere parts to it, but I, I played it really good because that's what I'd seen. But I know the damage that I caused because I was simply repeating what I saw, not understanding mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But because it looked right to everybody yes. on the outside, because I understood how to do that and play that role, I continued to do it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So. I like me. I like this me. Oh, most, de- most definitely. All right. Keep going. I yeah, like, I like this me. People thought I was real as a Christian. Yeah, I like I'm the realest me. now. You know what I'm saying? And the older I, I really get, the more I like me. So. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but then, so of course I stayed in a marriage all those years because of Christianity. Um, and then what my children were in the, in the middle of literally what they were subjected to due to me staying in a marriage due to being a Christian and not wanting to displease God. Mm -hmm. But then the abuse that came along with it Mm -hmm. because one forcing them to go to church and threatening them, that was abuse. Yeah, because I was yeah. forcing them to do something that they really didn't want to do, yeah. and it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna save them. Right. So it's not like you know I was trying to save them from being hurt when it was nothing to it. Okay, I remember one time, and I won't go into all the specifics, but I actually whipped my my it was my oldest too. It might have been all of them, but I know my oldest too for not quoting a scripture when I needed them to. I regret that to this day, and I know that affects them to this day. Yes, how do you you don't how do you undo that? Yes. You know, keep keep going. Keep then going. I stayed in a, it was ve- a very unhealthy home that and I allowed shit. my that children to see that. I feel you, bro. Yeah. But I allowed my damage. children to see me live a very unhealthy life spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And I subjected them to that. So once I began to evolve spiritually, I had to do the damage control. But so many parents won't do that. I was able to say to my children, I was wrong and I apologize. And I am so glad that I evolved at the age that I did because my children really are starting to go through the girl. You know, your 20s are your toughest years. I don't know if you, you yeah. can resonate. Yeah, that kind of You're trying to figure out who you're going to be, yeah. the career choice, if you want a family, if you want to be married, which I'm keeping a bean. I don't promote marriage. I promote jumping the broom, just like our ancestors yeah. did. But yeah. we that's a whole other. Yes. Signing documents. Yes. I keep trying to tell y'all, I don't want to sign no more paperwork. I can love you without signing paperwork, y'all. I'm solid. <laughs> and people would y'all do the history on good stuff. stuff. Like, if y'all even knew why they started marriage yes. and stuff. Because for so long, it our ain't ancestors... Even biblical. 
our, but you know what? Our ancestors, they wanted that to be treated equally so bad because at the end of the day, at one point in time, our ancestors were not allowed to be married legally with paperwork. We jumped over the broom and, and it was, was a enough. spiritual union. You know what I'm saying? So really do the research on this stuff. But back to what I was saying, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. as far as I had to apologize to my children for the trauma that I subjected them to by choosing to stay in that relationship but i chose to stay there because i thought that i was doing god's will you know what i'm saying and it's a lot of y'all out there like that yes i'm just keeping it a bit miserable as hell yo like sunday mornings it's a lot of you it's a lot it's a lot of women going through that like for i mean really because i i had to apologize to my children Because at the end of the day, even though I felt like I was being the best mom, and to this day, my kids tell me, Mom, you were the best mom. I still mm. know there were certain things that I subjected them to that I got to do damage control and heal them so they won't continue. That's where the generational cur- trauma occurs. When you can't apologize to your children and say, you know what, I wish I would have done it this way, but it's not too late to start until you put me in the ground. We're going to start the healing process here. Even down to perfect example um, right now with, with the grandchildren, how I've evolved now. Now, I don't eat meat, but mm-hmm. I don't stop my grandchild. Okay. When pay, when I pick up Pepe, she want her chicken and fries. My mom not going to eat the chicken. Right. Okay? Well, but you want your chicken and fries right now. Have your chicken and fries. My other grand, whatever they, y'all can eat it because you know what? Again, actions speak louder than words. They're going to ask me, my mom, why you don't ever get the chicken? And that's your opportunity. You feel that me? Opens the doors to you forcing it. Instead of me forcing it, no, you can't have chicken. They see the other kids at school and they can't eat chicken. But, but it also shows them they have options. They have an option. You feel me, bro? Y'all I'm so happy that, one, I'm in the career field. I mean, because, see, remember, mm-hmm. I started in the human services field at the age of 19. That was a long time ago. Yes, bro. Yeah. So I started with little babies in pre-K and I went each grade level. Then and I went to, to adults. And to adults. So yeah. now I'm seeing, you know what? My experience is worth more than my degree. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Because what's the purpose of having a, a bachelor's in psychology if you don't have the knowledge and an experience, an experience, experience to connect? You get what I'm saying? So I'm so thankful for that. And that was so I can walk into my destiny because, again, I am walking into being an elder. Thankfully, I'm 43 years old and I'm claiming I'm going to be 93 years old well, and I'm going right. to be wiser and wiser and wiser. So even when I look at the things that I've gone through as as a child, as a teenager, as a mother, as a wife, as as a professional, mm-hmm. I I used to be angry like, why, why, why? That was when I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm spiritual, I had to go through those things so that I could help the next generation. Because if you ain't never been through through anything, can't nobody come and tell me nothing if you ain't experienced it. Listen, you feel me? And the more older I get, the more and more I'm on that. Don't just come to me talking. Like, yes. Have some experience. Have, have something to share. Yes. Keep going. So, so you know, just just speaking on that, you know, I'm now as a grandmother, my grandbabies got options. See, again, now Christianity, because you know, some people, somebody has asked me that. Well, do they have an option to be a Christian? They're not going to know that. And again, that's not something that's going to help them. If anything, it's going to press them and hurt them. So, if my grandchildren ever come to me about Christianity, because remember, that's not something they see with us. Mm You know, so they're not going to choose that automatically because they don't see it anyway. But let's just say they go to school and they meet a friend that want to take them to church. And they want to go, and I'm going to let them go. But I'm also going to let them know, look, I was once a Christian, and this is what I went through, and it caused me more hurt and harm than anything. But it's still going to be the option. But the seeds that I have planted... 
that's not going to be their choice anyway because they're going to see how peaceful and healthy and happy but I it's am. good they get to, that's what i'm saying it's good they get to see a healthy alternative yes it'll be different if you don't do they got to figure it out like we did See the option? Yeah, yeah. If they choose to go to church, they still know, all right, well, I ain't got to fight if I decide I don't want to be a part of this. And they can skip certain stages. They won't have to be angry about it. Exactly, They won't bro. have to feel betrayed. It's like, okay. Exactly. I saw this option. I was presented this option. You know, whichever option, but okay, I'm going to choose to stay over here. But that's like me. If I tell them they decide they want to go to church with a friend, I say, no, you can't do that. Nah, I, look, now I'm going to tell y'all about my mom's experience with the church if y'all want to go you you get what i'm saying bro as far as Being that's honest. traumatizing because for real them going into a church service ain't gonna hurt them either they gonna see no. damn this is what my mom was talking about this is why my mom don't get jiggy with this no more versus them never being able to see and understand you it's one of the things just do what i say if i tell them no yeah. you can't go no i want you to go see what it's about and tell me if you feel something you get it and and, and because of the music they might feel that but they may or they may not because they see right now not. I'm already allowing my grandchildren, well not allowing, I'm introducing them to their culture as far as listening to tribal music and nature so sounds. So they, they experience it that way. Exactly. So hearing that, it's like, okay. It may not be soothing for yeah. them. They may be like, what the, who cool. are they talking it's about? Nice beat, but you know, exactly, bro. But so, they actually feel the, the other, okay. Yes. That makes sense. So that's part of the healing stages I'm in now because... One thing I told that man before I left is my grandchildren will not have to see this, their grandmother go through the same thing their parents saw me go through. Because how is the, how are we ever going to heal? My daughter may have very well gotten to a relationship like mine, which she did, but it didn't even last that long. Where I stayed in it for 20, she stayed in it for two. But if I would have stayed in it, even while she was going through that, it would be like, Mom, how can you tell me anything? You still staying and you still going through this. and You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because you wouldn't be a good example. And right. how many mothers do we both of us probably know that right now that man or woman, because you got some men that's being abused too by their wives, that I know personally some men that's being abused by their wives. So, again, it's not just advocating for the women. This is advocating for my people. Both sides. Period. Yeah, it's, not, it's not attacking women. It's not attacking either side. Either side. You know. If you are in an unhealthy situation and you are a parent, there is no way that you can expect anything different from your children as far as the decisions that they make if you're still in the same predicament. That's like... I don't knock women who choose to sleep around because at the end of the day, I want to know what makes you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, what's the root what cause? Because tra trauma comes. That trauma. If you talk to them. I don't knock nobody, oh but gracious. as a Christian, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. As some, a Christian, I did. But as a spiritual woman, I want to I want to talk to that woman and say, how what happened? Some of my closest friends just along life far as women have been ones that it might be considered promiscuous. But it's because I took the time to get to know their story. Yes. Some of them didn't want to be that way. Exactly. They was they were trying to fill a need or a hurt or a void. Exactly. And I can't tell anybody's story, but it, it comes from somewhere. Exactly. Come, go ahead. Exactly. But it's but again, it's amazing that as a Christian, we didn't look at it that way. You just thought they were hoes. Exactly. Going so, to hell, bitch. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta get married. And either you you marry somebody that don't even love you and you don't love them, but you got pregnant. Cheat on each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Keep with going. that being said, you know, um, as far as, you know, with the healing process and first we have to heal as parents. 
because if you're still hurt, it's no way that you can help your children heal and be better people. And again, mothers who expect more from their daughters, but let's say either you're in an abusive relationship, whether you're with that one person, because I was with one person for 20 years. My kids never saw me with nobody else, but it wasn't healthy. So with that being said, you're allowing your children to see you in unhealthy relationships. And this goes for girls and boys, because when you're allowing yourself to be in an unhealthy relationship, you're teaching your sons how to treat women because you're allowing that male figure to mistreat you. So they feel like they can do the same thing and get the same results. And they might get a chick that's going to knock their ass out. So I'm just saying. Some of them with that aggression. Listen, man, it's, it's different out here. Go, keep going, because I was mm-hmm. about to say something. I was about to make a point about something, and it slipped my thought. Need a second? Oh, keep going. Okay. Keep going. So, again, we want to make back. sure we're putting ourselves... We're we're not doing the do as I say. I mean, do as... Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. We want to lead by example. Actions speak loud and words. Somebody could tell me they love me all day long, but if you don't treat me like you love me, you don't love me. So, and, go ahead. And let me jump back. And back to what you were saying. We got to be honest with ourselves. If... Our children are manifesting certain behaviors. Yes, there are exceptions to the rule, but be honest with your everyday life. What am I saying around my kids? What am I doing? Yes. What am I letting them see? Now, I'm I'm not in the house with my kids. At one point, I've been in the house with all of them, but at this stage, I'm not in the house with any of my kids. Have a relationship with all of them, but even something one of my my one of my oldest ones said. She was saying it jokingly and. She might have meant it jokingly, but I had a friend or something, like a young lady friend. And she was like, she laughed. She's like, you always got a friend. And I was like, hmm, is that really the perception? Mm-hmm. Have I really brought that many around? Which I haven't, but the perception. Yes. You know, that matters. Mm-hmm. They were paying attention to something I didn't think that they, she was paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So we have to be honest with ourselves. Let me correct how I'm moving because they're watching me. That's correct. Because if they start to move a certain way, I can't want to bust them upside the head when they saw it from me. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um, you know, even down to what really made me evolve and change was my children. It was already something planted in me. I already mm-hmm. know because I sent it to you. I was chosen yeah. by my ancestors to be the one mm-hmm. to evolve and you know, to, to grow and heal my family. But also I was, me being just intelligent woman that I am, it was like, yo, if I don't change something in my life, my kids going to continue this pattern, Mm. you know? Um, but even when it comes to talking about your children's parents, whether you're talking about the mother or the father, parents, please understand the damage that you're doing to your children when you bad mouth that other parent to them. I lived in the same home with my ch- with my children's father for 20 years. That's all they saw. I never badmouthed him in it. Mm. I got my own feelings. I know I even didn't talk some shit on the podcast because that's how I felt. Right. But as far as in that home, I never badmouthed my children's father to them. And even right now, I still, they probably hear me popping this shit on here. But as far as when I talk about their father to them, I don't badmouth their father because I allowed my children to develop their own opinion of their parent. And a lot of people don't know, but my my oldest son, he they, he doesn't have the same father as my right, others. Right. So even with him, his father was never part of his life, but he was very well known in D.C., football coach, mm. uh, a positive role model for the youth. But you got your son here who you're not 
supporting and being a father to, but I still never badmouthed him mm. to my son because who are you telling their child that they are? Because at some point in time, now if you just had a one, one night stand with this person or something, that's different. So this don't apply to those of you right, who may have This is not about the exception the, to the rule. This is about... These are people, you have had relationships, relationships. okay? You love that man. You love that point. man at some point in time, whether you was in love or just loved him, but you had feelings, okay? Well, you love that wing-wing, you love something. Yes, and vice versa for that woman, because there, I know a lot of single fathers as well. Yeah, I know a yeah, lot yeah, of single fathers. Yeah. So again, this goes both ways, but do not badmouth that child's other parent, because that's telling them that part of them ain't good enough. So with that being said, with my sons, I let them know, look, now your father, he real fucked up when it comes to emotionally and mentally, but he's a hard worker. Okay. He's intelligent. He's selfish as hell, but he's showing y'all how to work and get what you want for yourself because all you ever seen nigga drive was Benzes and okay. you get what I'm saying? Okay. So he's shown y'all how to work hard and reap the benefits of it. That's telling my children something positive. Granted, I can't say he was a good dad. I can't. I can't say he was a good supporter because he wasn't. But what I can say is he showed y'all work ethics, educate yourself, and how to build a foundation for yourself, even though he feel like you ain't got to share it with nobody. Mm. I don't feel that way. But you get where that's me still telling him something positive. This is who you come from. So if you ain't got nothing else from him, you got good you work got ethics. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. He yeah. was intelligent. He had to be intelligent to become an electrical engineer. Do yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with my oldest son, with his father, I let my son know when I went to visit him, you strong. Mm -hmm. You come from you come from leaders. I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. Your biological father, football coach, right. uh uh peer mediator, and whatever else he's doing in there. He and I, we got a real cool relationship now. Okay. Because now he another thing with fathers. Now I can speak from a father's perspective. Okay. My oldest son father was never in his life, yo, until he was about 15, 16 years old. However, now he is there for anything that his son needs. It's never too late. It's too late once you're in the ground. But don't, tomorrow's not promise, okay? So really, father says, look, and I really want y'all to let this resonate with you. Tomorrow is not promise. If you are not being active and if you have not apologized for your lack of being there for your children, do that shit as soon as you get off this podcast. For real, do it Listen, now. Because tomorrow more, ain't promised. And let, let me chime in. I'm not going to sit here as if I'm the perfect father. I'm far from it. You know, I was, I four kids. I was married to my two oldest kids' mother and my two youngest kids' mother. I've made several mistakes along the way. One thing I did after my second divorce, just because of certain mistakes that have been made, especially with like my oldest two, I apologized to them for several things. Now, do some things still linger over from the mistakes? Some, maybe. Is that fair? Yeah, because I made the mistakes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not still making the mistakes. Correct. I recognize where I went wrong, so my every effort has been to let every interaction with them, which is still some shaky times, but let every interaction be positive. Yes, because it takes time. It's it healing. takes time. A wound don't heal overnight. Right. But be intentional about it. Like you said, even if you didn't do it for years, start. Because start. once you leave this earth, that's it. That's all the memories they're going to have of you is what you didn't do. You know, when I lost my cousin last month, who was mm. a phenomenal father, okay? Phenomenal father. So all he left with his girls were great memories. But we got so many mothers and fathers that leave this earth 
and have left their children hurting. Perfect example, I got a client right now. She really going through some things and um, I let her know. And, and her children are in a lot of trouble. Mm. A lot of trouble. But I told her, look, babe, you can't begin to heal your children until you heal. You want different results out of your children and you don't want your children to repeat all of your addictions and mm. your failures, but they still seeing you in the same shit. Like literally you have not grown. You're still right here with all. I mean, she got a lot going on and it, she let me know tears just started running down her face. She was like, Miss Andradis, you right. Mm. I said, you need to write down your goals for me and I need to see it. And if I need to do a, a mediation with you and your family, we need to do that. I said, because your children can't heal until you apologize to them and show them change. Meaning get off the drugs, get a job, show them that you want to be clean and independent and self-sufficient. They're hurting. We need more people like yourself, even professionally and just in the community. Accountability. Yes. Now she's she has to be accountable to you. Yes. She has to make that list. She has to, if she really wants to get better... Now, I, I have to bring this to Miss Andrade's. I do it because I do it for my one, family. and you carry yourself to the degree that I don't want to let Miss Andrade's down That's because right. you carry yourself a certain way. Mm -hmm. Where's the nobility at, y'all? You know what I did? I had to talk. I, I talked to my niece yesterday. She doesn't live here, and she got got some stuff going on. But I told her I listened up for like forty five minutes. I said mm -hmm. she almost twenty years old. I said, so you know what I got out of this? Mm -hmm. When you call Auntie on Monday, I need your three month, six month, and twelve month goal. Okay, because there's no way that I'm going to provide therapy to other people, but I can't do it for my own family. Mm. No, auntie not just going to cash up you. Mm. Auntie had to work two jobs. She don't have no children. I said, there's no way that you should not be successful. Your auntie did it with two kids. But see, people so soft now that talking to them like that, who you talking to, well, you the one need help. It, Swallow your pride. Okay. I was talking to somebody earlier. We was, we was <laughs> okay. talking about sports and stuff coming up. I was in the band, and we not saying it was right, but... Those coaches and stuff could talk to us however they wanted to. And the parents weren't tripping because they knew it was in the spirit of what we would do. Love. It was in love. The spirit of they love. wanted us to be better. So if yes. they had to say, sit your ass down or take y'all yes. out, ass out there and run, won't nobody run yep. into the superintendent. They cussed. We got our ass out there and ran because exactly. we wanted to be better. Exactly. We get caught up on the wrong thing. I, I'm, I get carried away, so I'm going to let it's you get cool. back to it's it. It's cool. But I was just saying, even with my own children back in. January of 2019, at this very table, mm. my mother and all my children said, here, CJ wasn't locked up yet. Mm. And I made all my kids, because I had made this transition in my life spiritually, I had made so many transitions, education-wise, physically, spiritually, financially, I was just blooming and flourishing. So it's like, I wanted my children to understand that I'm going to always hold you down, but I want you to get where I'm at as well. So you won't need me because tomorrow's not promised. Mm, okay. So I want you to be in a position that if I leave this earth tomorrow, you're going to miss me, but you're going to be able to stand on your own too. Whereas if I keep just shoveling out the money right, 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 and right. opening up the door, gonna it's going to hurt you even more if, right. if I leave this earth tomorrow. Right. But I, I don't do, I don't do anything with other people. I don't. Include anything in my therapy sessions that I don't wouldn't include with therapy with my own children. Okay. I make everybody, and I know a couple of my people gonna see this podcast. Talk about it. 
I make everybody give me three months, six months, 12 month goals. And if they're not realistic, I don't have a problem letting you know, baby, that's not realistic. So my sister's out here. <laughs> hey, I don't. That's not but realistic. That's what I love, the realness. We really, need I let them know, look, we're going to revamp this, baby, because that's not realistic. That. Stop being so soft. Take it. Exactly. Love, exactly, yo. You hurt my but feelings. Really, I, and Fuck I can honestly. We, we need to heal. Fuck your feelings. Right? For right. Real. Go, ahead. Go ahead. But and my mom even wrote out her goals and for real, overall she's achieved them. Wow. Mom, that's what my mother said, like Carlette. You have really become the elder, even to me, as your mother. Because my growth helped her heal. But anyway. That's good. Keep going. As parents, we need to make our children set goals. We need to teach teach them about short term, long term, and guide them. Don't make the decision for them. Unless it's something that can really mess their life up tragically. But key, other than... The key to that, the parent, you got to do it too. Keep that's going, what keep I was, going, keep going. Hold I'm up. Talking, I'm hold up. Stuff. Keep going. Keep and going. that's what I told my children and I showed them the proof. I told them that the goal that I reached, it took me 10 years. Mm. When I was 30 years old, I literally wrote out my 6-month, 12-month, 5-year, 10-year goal. Mm. And I've achieved Every last one of them. And I showed my children the proof. So I don't expect anything from my children that I didn't do myself. So parents, even down to financially, I, I don't have a problem letting anybody know. I was getting food stamps, welfare, Medicaid, anything that I could get to reach my goal. It wasn't because I wanted to live off it because I'm better than that. And I wanted my daughter to see something different. I wanted my sons to see something different. I wanted my sons to choose a woman like their mother. And let's, let's slow it down because you spoke on something that is in our community and we're going to talk about it. These things were put in place as a stepping stone. Yes. Feel not how you want to feel. They were not, like you said, breaking these, these generational cycles. Yes. WIC wasn't meant to be passed down. No. Welfare and, and Section 8 wasn't meant to be passed down. No. Girl, let me teach you. I'm going to teach my daughter how to do Look, feel how y'all feel. We want to heal, right? We want to heal, right? It's nothing wrong if you've ever gotten it. I've applied for food stamps before. I couldn't get them. Crazy, somebody said it. I'm not gonna go there. I couldn't get them because I made too much money. So I'm not saying don't ever apply for assistance. Correct. We want to heal, right? We want to progress, and if we're gonna participate, even in the in the voting system, we have to be healed to a certain degree where we can get on the same page. We can't fully depend on a system and then expect them to do what we want them to do. They're like, y'all already do what we want you exactly. to do anyway. Exactly. Y'all got to get everything from us now anyway. So shut the fuck up and just vote for whoever we say you take exactly. the vote for. Go ahead. And it bothers me when our young people don't go out and vote because, see, y'all, again, we have to look at the foundation of everything. That's why I'm celebrating Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. I'm not celebrating the massacre. The, the, massacre the massacre and then the feasting after yeah. the massacre. And nobody can make know. me do it because I've had family members say it's all about family. It's all about getting together. Why we can't get together any time of the year? Why can't you say, look, two weeks from now on this day, we all get together at my house and have a big feast. Why we got to be the get wits and we want to do it just because everybody else wants. I ain't never been no get with. You know what I'm saying? I always, I always had my own band in my head, not my own beat or no, my drum. Right. I got a whole band and whole I play band. every instrument. Straight I'm up. not no get with. So really, even with my family, you know, because they were like, "Come on, lad, you know, it's the intention. My intention is to stay right here in my house with my fiance in our pajamas on 
genocide day because yeah, that's what the that's fuck y'all did. Y'all wiped out the people after y'all took their land. They trick you into being thankful for some bullshit, <laughs> which you're supposed to be thankful every day. And then Black Friday, which that's some bullshit. Yes. Go broke. Yes. We getting off though, bro. Yeah, because we bad. can go on. But go again, back back to parents. You know, fathers, you all need to set some goals. And I can and the reason I can speak on fathers, because I come from a family that's predominantly men. I got three sons of my own. And I feel as though we as the women, we birthed the we birthed the men and the women as the women. So we're their first point of contact, our sons. And mm-hmm. we gotta teach them how to be fathers, how to be men. Okay? My son didn't make the best decision. He in prison right now. Got to do his time. And I once, has anybody seen these posts or say, free him? Don't free him. He has to serve the consequences for what he did. However, and my son knows that. When he said, mom, you got to give me an attorney. I told him, no, I don't. I didn't tell you to do that dumb shit. I ain't paying for no attorney. You better hope you get a bomb team that's trying to make a name for themselves. Because I keep it a bean, bro. But he left a daughter out here. Okay. So with that being said, I take very good care of my granddaughter because I want her to understand who I am as a grandmother is a reflection of who you come from because your father come from me. Mm, you get okay, what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So many, I know so many women, they sons get locked up, they forget they got grandkids. I was going to say that break, that helps break the cycle right there. Exactly, bro. Like That's did. why I have my granddaughter so much because mm-hmm. I want her to know where she comes from. When she go and she look up, because you know we in the age of technology, so at some point she going to see why her pops is locked up. But I want her to see, but this is who my pops come from. He chose to make a stupid decision. That does not define who I am as his child. And before long, it'll be the point where he can come out and interact with her and she'll see the difference. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But, you know, really, we as parents, we have to be the change we want to see in our children. I wanted my daughter to be a strong, independent black woman. Well, the first step was leaving that situation that was oppressed to me step by step, which was religion and then her father and then the town that we were in. Yeah, I said it. Listen, y'all. And this doesn't just apply to Emporia, but it's okay. Sometimes you have to move away. You, you heard of Stockholm Syndrome? I believe sometimes, well, I'll let you know what it is. It is one time when there was, it was like a bank robbery in Stockholm, England or wherever it's mm-hmm. And anyway, the people that were taken hostage actually end up being on the side of the, the bank robbers. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. In small towns or, or impoverished areas, sometimes we, we almost have a Stockholm Syndrome where the system and everything that we're under, it's there to attack us. Yes. But because we've become so comfortable and we're scared of what the alternative is, we stay with our attackers, with the thing that's holding us back. So we, be, we, we mentally enslave ourselves. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. yeah, just parents... You have to show your children that you have goals. You know, some people may think that I've reached the fullest of my potential because I'm in a very good place in my life, but I still got goals. And I still don't mind letting my children know what my goals are. You can never stop until you take your last breath. You can't stop. You know, even down to, you know, I always want to empower women. I want to empower my people, but let me tell you, I do focus more on women because I can relate with women directly in every area of your life, of mm-hmm. my life. You know, and even with my daughter, as far as her being successful, I had to show her what success was. 
Mm. You get what I'm saying? What do you mean by that? I couldn't just use celebrities because really, she don't know celebrities. Right. How can I use their success to help her become successful? Mm. I had to give her a direct connection to success. So I could sit there and tell her, remember mom had the white Ford Astro van that kept breaking down? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to keep having to buy used vehicles that's breaking down. So I had to put the plan in, the, in place. This is what I need to do for a living. How much money do I need to make to achieve the goals that I want to achieve? Literally, bro, 10 years ago, wow. I was making maybe $32,000 a year. Right. And I finally said, I want to make fifty. Mm. How am I gonna make fifty thousand dollars? Granted, I had to work, make work two jobs to make it, but I did it. You just trust God for it. I know. He kept failing. He kept willing. letting me get beat down. Yeah, yeah, and just do that. Nah, I couldn't okay, do that, bro. Going, couldn't do going, that. So I realized who the power lied with. Yeah. But once I got a taste of fifty, damn it, I wanted seventy-five. So how I'm gonna make seventy-five? And you already knew now what it took to I get fifty. I knew what it took. So you knew you and had I it put it in writing because you know what? Sometimes it is easy to get sidetracked. Life is life. There's so much going on in life. So I write down everything so I can go back and reflect on it myself. Like let now that's your goal. Don't lose sight of it. I said I want to make a hundred. Mm, go ahead, run on up. And my goal at fifty is I want to be making about a hundred and sixty, and I'm gonna hit it. So with that being said. I want my daughter to be successful. I want my sons to choose successful black women. But if I don't give them the blueprint of it, like I told my children, y'all can't fail because the teacher is your mama. Good. And not all, no real rap, bro. Ooh, that's heavy, I just though. That's told good. My, I just told my son that's that two good. weeks ago. That's good. I said, yo, don't you let no, no female bitch you. Do you see? No real rap, bro, in my grandmother's driveway. I said, you better let her know who the fuck you come from. You come from me. Yeah. I'm strong. They, I'm they successful. Know. They need to know it. I'm powerful. And that's yeah. who the fuck you are. Yeah. And don't you let nobody son you. Yeah. Same thing with my daughter. I let my daughter know. You come the fuck from me. At the end of the day, you saw everything I went through and I came out on top. Literally, I'm on top. And you think that I'm going to allow you to be anything less. But how can we expect these things from our children if we're not doing it ourselves? So I, I never taught my sis, my daughter, I'm sorry, not my sister. I never taught my daughter how to play the system. Some, mm. some people really needed it. And when I was getting it, I needed it. Yeah. But I can keep it a bean. After a while, I didn't need it. But I just said, hey, I'm going to get as much as I can because I know what my goal is. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people out here who don't need it. That's finessing the system. But with that being said, I never taught my daughter that. Because I, I didn't, because I know that sometimes we can get stuck in it. And being that I didn't get stuck in it, I didn't want to risk my daughter getting stuck in it. And thankfully, she, and I ain't knocking nobody that get it. But I'm just saying, don't rely on it. And don't let it be just generational. Gen generation. You got four, five, six generations. Everybody been on public assistance. And stop making other people feel bad for not rescuing you. Let me say this. Go ahead. We can, keep, we can get back to that. Go ahead. Some people, friends and family, felt like I was the lender. <laughs> Go to Carlette and get along. Go to Carlette and get along. Oh, man. Real rap. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can give you some knowledge to help you understand how I got to where I'm at so I you can get there. Yeah. And then you won't have to borrow from You know something I teach my, my children? What's that? Borrow money from yourself. Mm. I And not only did I tell them borrow money for yourself, I showed them and I taught them how to do it. Well, I don't so have, tell, break it down real quick if you got a second. Well, for, How do you do that? I pay myself just like some okay. some some people pay their tithes. Mm -hmm. 
and they're putting money in the pastor savings These account. Jewels right here, y'all. I'm keeping it a bean. Now, I can say I never paid tithes. You know why? Because mm -hmm. I didn't make, make enough money to, bro. Once I paid all of my household expenses, bought groceries, got my kids what they needed, I honestly didn't have it. But when tax time came, I gave 10% of my Shoot, tax refund. Tax I bowled out. I did. I'm being honest. Oh, but I wasn't fuck. making the money to pay tithes. But I can say right now, I'm in a very, very, very comfortable position okay. in life. And I just had this conversation with my mom a few weeks ago. I said, damn, mommy, with the money I'm making... Church would have been getting bank off of me. Because <laughs> yeah. I said, if I yeah. ever make this kind of money, I'm going to pay my tithes. Yeah. Well, it won't meant for me to make that kind of money up right. in the church. Because right. they would have been getting bank off of me. Good. So what yeah. I'm saying is, I, in, in return, I pay myself 10% each mm. time I get paid. Okay. Okay. So then... If I if I need to borrow some money, I go to the Linden Institution of mm -hmm. Carlac. And I ain't gotta pay no interest, no oh, late fees. I just pay myself back. And that's what I'm teaching my children. Pay yourself every time you get paid. If you can't afford to pay yourself whatever percentage, put nothing but $25 up. I just told my niece this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Cause she just started now. She's 20 years old. I said, baby, just put $25 a week away and watch it grow. And then you ain't gotta ask Auntie for no cash app loan. You feel me? Teach them young. It takes discipline. It takes discipline. It takes discipline. And look, really, this isn't something that I've done my whole life. I just started doing this within the past 10 years. And it works. And not only do I know it works, those who are closest to me, meaning my, my children, my siblings. I have two siblings. My, my cousins, my mom. They see real results. So I never... Tell my children or those who want advice. Well, you know, if Beyonce could do that shit, you know, you know, I'm just saying, using people who they'll never. Yeah. Some and you know that's another thing, parents. Yeah. You know, y'all idolize these these um, performers and celebrities and stuff. And I got a lot of celebrities that I love, but I don't relate my life to theirs. No, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to beat them. I ain't trying to beat them. But so many parents, they because they can't use themselves as an example. How can you not want to be the example for your children? I don't ever want to have to tell my grandchildren, well, Miss Such and Such, or I'm Such and Such, or this person, or a celebrity, or whomever. I want to be the example. That's big, y'all. I'm the example for my children, for my grandchildren, for my nieces. Like, literally, I said, another reason I stayed in marriage for 20 years, because I did not want my children seeing me with different people. Because what type of example was that setting for them? It wasn't even about the Christianity thing fully. A big part of it is I wanted my children to see consistency. And I didn't want them to ever have to deal with, well, my mom used to talk to this one. She used to talk to that one. This one did this to my mom. At least they can only see one, one person mistreated their mom. And then their mom got it right because mom is good now. We have to be the examples that we want to see, not only for our children, but for the grandchildren. All the generations to come. All of the children, not just our children. Yes, bro. Other people's children Hell should yeah. see us and be able to take something good from us. Be able to be inspired by something. Yes. From us. Yes. You know, we have to. We have to do the work. Most definitely. We have to get to the point where we we say, "Well, no, I can't do this around my child. I can't have these conversations That's around right. my children. If they're going to see greatness, why it can't start with me?" Exactly. Why exactly. Not? You know, go ahead. You had something else. Really, really, that was it. Just you know, you until we as the parents heal, we cannot heal our children and stop putting it off. 
Stop putting off your healing because you're putting off the healing of your children and you're risking more generations to come of angry people, making poor decisions, hurting others. It has to stop. Okay, so and we're going to get to put a cap on it. We, we've pointed out, you know, some of the areas that need to be healed, but we don't want to leave people without some type of resolution. Where can they start or how does healing start? What is healing starting look like the first stage of healing and you know what's going on with my sister right now and a mm. lot of people who are watching this mm. um i've told my sister because my sister has she had five children mm. one of her children died from cancer mm. uh nine years ago i think and then she just lost the love of her life mm. her soulmate yeah, yeah and i told my sister and, and this goes to everybody yeah. this connects with what ed just said you got to get out of where your trauma is. You can't mm. heal in the midst of your trauma. Mm. You can't cool down in a boiling pot. Woo! If the pot is boiling, how can you cool down? No, you're going to continue to disintegrate. Mm. So you got to get out of the midst of your trauma. That's the first stage of healing. I could not heal if I would have stayed in that abusive marriage all those years. I just would have continued to go through the abuse, being unsuccessful, basically swinging in the air. I'm trying to teach mm. my children what's right. I'm trying to tell them something different, but I'm in the midst of the trauma where I can't even heal. Right. So that's where it starts. Wherever your trauma is, the first stage is to create a plan to get out of it. Then you need to know who you are. Look in the mirror. And tell yourself who the hell you are. Okay? And that's the best. Because we're all the best in our own way. We all have different gifts. So that's the first thing you need to know who you are. So I'm going to go back. Remove yourself from the trauma. Because you can't heal there. Look yourself in the mirror and know who you are. And then write out your goals. Don't just speak it. You have to write it out. The, look, all of us that have some form of education, we had to study, right? We study what they put in front of us. But now you need to write out your plan and study your own plan because that's the only way you're going to pass the test, right? And I just want to add one last one. Forgive yourself as many times as you need to. Once yes. you begin healing, um, Derek said on the last one, your mind is not your friend a lot of times. It'll tell you all, it'll yes. try to replay the trauma and tell you, yes. I'm nothing, I'm a failure, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not worthy. No, I forgive myself. I fell down back here. But my goal is to, if I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall forward from here on out. So continue to forgive yourself. Like I say, look yourself in the mirror and say, I forgive you. Yes. You may not have been the best version of yourself that you could be, but our goal is to continue to be the best version going forward. Yes. I forgive who I was. And cleanse yourself. Okay. And, you know, cleansing comes from... Making wiser choices of what you put in your body. Because a lot of the foods that we eat, I'm That's not true. trying to tell everybody to stop eating meat. I ain't trying to tell everybody to stop drinking sodas because I still love Pepsi. But what I'm saying is, for real, for real, part of healing is putting foods in your body and information in your, in your mind and surrounding yourself with people who want to heal as well. Because we're portals. So you're absorbing whatever energy that you're taking in visually you're hearing, you're eating, you're even a simple hug and it's an exchange of energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I told my sister, yeah. I was like, when I come home, I want to hug you to the point that 
all of my good energy, I want you to take as much yeah. of it as you can receive. I said, in all of your hurt, as much as you want to release, I want to take mm. it because I'm in a position in my life that I'm able to take take your hurt as much as you're willing to. I just told my sister this two nights ago. Mm. I want that transfer of energy. So with that being said, you want to surround yourself with people who are either they have been healed or they're going through the healing process. But you don't want to be around people who they happy with with not evolving. They happy with right. just being stagnant. Right. It's in healing is intentional, y'all. Listen, thank you once again. This Most has definitely. Been an awesome conversation. Never long enough because the conversation shouldn't stop. So at some point, yes. we'll probably come back with more information. As we continue to learn and grow, we'll continue to share with you all. Um, but as we get ready to get out of here, I want to thank you for taking the time out to watch. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Yeah, that was good. That was good.